You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Listen to more Magrito Podcast Network shows over at magrito.net. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. The Magrito Podcast Network. Three, two, one. What is up, dude? How's it going? Thanks for coming out, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So we got a camera guy, Kev, focus. So, dude, we... You you do a lot of different things. You're yeah. you're a photographer. You uh, you play a bass. You are board member of Nothing Mag. TV. Mm-hmm. The first thing that really caught my eye to I'm like, damn, this guy is cool. We go to the same gigs, and I had no fucking clue. Oh yeah. So you were posting these videos and and videographer videography badass work, and I'm like, hey, like the last one that you you posted was uh straight from the grave and we were there at yeah. the uh in anaheim i yeah uh, chain reaction chain reaction yeah, yeah. yeah so you have amazing work the first thing that i seen that was really awesome was the video that you did for 3lh oh yeah thank you that was a fun one to work on <laughs> can we can you go to that amber sure yeah pull it up on the screen because kevin does amazing work when it comes to live events live bands look at that shit dude oh my god give me some sound yeah there we go This was uh, Alex's bar, right? Yeah. Yeah? Sorry, I'm over here jamming. <laughs> Look at that, dude. Yeah, so it was this one. You also posted one with uh, the McCharmleys. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was the, the other. So it was just like back to back. Give me some vocal ones. Yes. Yeah. And if you guys haven't heard, after this podcast episode, go to the podcast episode where we talk to Angie, the front woman of the McCharmers. Look at that, dude. Oh, yeah, look at Comment. First one right there. Good Billy Deli. Hearts. <laughs> Another uh, Alex Bar. Yeah, was actually 3LH and McCharmley's were the same night. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I went in there. I was like, okay. I usually would pick like two or three of the night just because I don't want to get overloaded. Mm-hmm. Unless the bands are like, it's like a stack show and I want to do everybody. But I was like, I had heard of the McCharmley's um, because we actually tried to book them for Nothing Fest, which is my um, nonprofit Nothing Mag. We do a mes- music festival. So I heard the name and I was like, I want to check these guys out. Like someone was trying to book, reach out to them to book them. And I just got really into the music. I'm like, oh, oh, damn, they're playing with 3LH. And I've known 3LH for years now. Um, we booked them for Nothing Fest years ago. Um, I've known Rafa for just years. Like, I've just kind of always ran into him. So I was like, you know what? That's a good stack show to go to. And I brought two of my friends. And I'm like, let's go and just, you know, get right to it. There you go, dude. That's the way to do it, man. 
And uh, one last one. He has all the. He has the three of these pinned. Can you go from straight to straight from the grave, please? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Fabian's a beast, bro. Oh my god, yes, yes. He is a fucking beast. When I grow up, I want to be just like him. <laughs> my voice so, isn't even cracking talking about it. <laughs> so we, the first time we seen these guys were in uh, TJ. Oh wow, in Tijuana at the Tijuana. 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 Jesus, she always corrects me. <laughs> Tijuana maniac okay. uh, with the Mentor Go. Shit was crazy. I bet. Yeah, they were one of the first bands on the Friday night, and it was it was cool. I mean, uh, to see Psychobilly very at least now to see that type of Psychobilly now is it's great. It's refreshing. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. So I've known I have mutual friends with Fabian. Uh, My friend, shout out to her, Drastic ninety one on Instagram. Uh, She's one of my closest friends. She runs a nonprofit for animals um and she's like i call her my swiss army knife because she's a model a singer a photographer <laughs> a videographer uh like i said she has her own nonprofit. she's a ceo and you know founder and i remember um she told me about them and i was like oh okay like that band looks, sounds kind of cool and i like the look of it um and then i happened to go to a show where my friends were playing with them and i was like oh cool like i'll go check out my friends and finally check out this band and um yeah i went and i was like oh my god these guys rip like what damn like <laughs> you know because i'm used to psychobilly but it's more like you know tiger army and like necromantics gotcha. cats. and i was like the voice is like it sounds more like hardcore a little bit you know yeah so i was like i like this a lot like it's just ref- i mean I, i'm not the biggest psychobilly fan but like i don't have extended knowledge but i was like dude this is like these guys rip what the hell and this was like a random like friday night in santa Ana, and there was only like 40 people there i'm like what what's going on here so um and then i ended up meeting fabian later on because i went to um not scary farm with my my friend drastic and she's like papa and i'm like who are you calling papa right now like, you know? <laughs> and she's like no papa right now i'm like oh oh yeah I fa- fa- that, yeah i know that guy and uh, i ended up meeting he was a cool guy and then um so i saw he was, that night they were playing with three bad jacks which is another one of my favorite rockabilly bands so i was like you know what i'm gonna go out there and those are the two bands i'm gonna work on tonight you know just i took photos of three bad jacks because i just wanted to have a good time and then for straight from the grave, I'm like, I'm going to film these guys and make like something epic. Like I'm going to work for this one, you know? So how do you begin to choose like what, what band you're going to work on? Um, it, I honestly, I'll see a flyer mm-hmm. and then I'll go, that looks like a good show. And it, the way we are here in Southern California, there's like three good shows happening every night. Every it's hard, dude. Yeah. It's hard to be fans of music or anything in entertainment. Yeah. It's a good problem to have here. But right. Like, so I'll look at the flyers and be like, okay, what's coming up this weekend? Okay, it's either this show, and I, I want to see A, B, and C. This show, I want to see A and C. This show, I want to see this. And then I'll go, okay, well, this is the show I want to go to. Um, and I'll bring some friends or whatever. Always, like, I always, like, try to show people music and stuff. Like, all my friends are like, hey, you're going to like this. You know, you like ska? Come check out the Psycho Billy band. You like, you know, metal? Come check out this punk band. And um, so I, I bring my friends in, and then I'll go, okay. So for me, like when I do videos, it's a little bit more involved. Like I have to sit there and actually film, well, actually film <laughs> and, you know, um, like hold the pose and really work on it throughout the set. 
Whereas photography, I can be a lot more casual with it. So I could just kind of go like, oh, you know, just click, click. That's cool. Maybe let me see what it looks like over here. Mm-hmm. Click, click. And um, so I'll say, okay, you know what? I want to enjoy myself for this band. So I'll just do photography. And that's nothing to say about my photography because people tell me I'm a really good photographer. Um, and I was actually doing photography before videos. And then, um, you know, I'll say like that band, I need to make a video of them. Like it's just, it. I'll just make the decision right then and there. Sometimes I do both for the same band. Um, I've done that like at uh, CY Fest. I just did that last weekend. It was like a two day street punk fest. It was like the CY Fest and the pre CY. And we were editing videos and photos on as the show was happening. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's the way to do it, dude. Yeah. Like we were like, we're the only guys that can get out content during the show. Like, you know, like we're a media team. So it's kind of just like, a, like, okay, how much do I want to sit back and enjoy this set as a music lover? And how much do I want to involve like my camera work too? Dude, how. How hard is that? Like to, you're a big fan of music, mm-hmm. as I can tell, and to to be doing something like like filming and and taking photos. Like, are you enjoying it as much as like you would without a camera in your hand? I think so. I think actually, it's it's kind of gotten to the point. Or when I go to shows without a camera, I feel like Ricky Bobby. Like I'm like, <laughs> what do I what do yeah. I do with my hands? Like, um, like right. for instance, I just went to go see Dog Star last Monday. Which, if you guys don't know about it, Keanu Reeves is the bass player in that. Oh, band. dude, I just found this out not too long ago. Yeah, my friends were like, "Dude, we have an extra ticket. Do you want to go?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" They're like, "Yeah, it's sold out. Like no one can buy these tickets." My brother gave them to me. I'm like, "Dude, hell yeah, let's Whoa. go!" Like, I just want to go see Keanu. I don't know the, the band, but like, yeah, I'm standing 20 feet away from Keanu Reeves. Damn. So I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go. And I was over there. I'm like, I should take pictures. I wish I had a media pass. Like, <laughs> so I just pulled out my my phone real quick and just was like, you know, my iPhone just taking pictures all night. And I got like about three good ones. And I was like, cool. Like, this is awesome. But I felt like literally like I had a beer in my hand and I was just like, I'm going to chug this thing so I can start <laughs> taking pictures. Like, yeah. So it, it's it's almost like a, like I literally feel like Ricky Bobby. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Right. Yeah. Because you're so used to being involved in yeah in the moment and capturing yeah the moment and then right? I, I always tell people too i have the most cinematic view of the night because i'm always like you know it with under my lens like at the best angle you know the best lighting i can get whereas some people just kind of hang out in the back and just oh yeah this is fun or get in the pit like i'm watching the video before it's made pretty much oh okay so you that was going to be my next question like when when you walk into the room and you see the group on stage are you already seeing are you already do you already have uh, like an output of what you want this video to look like? Um, is that what happens with you in your I, creative process? Kind of. So what I usually start off with is like a checklist. So I go, okay, I need... We're not giving any of your secrets yeah, no, away no, no. right now. Okay. No. I just got to yeah. make sure. <laughs> no. Um, so I start with a checklist. I'm like, okay, I need one or two decent clips of each member, right? I need the close-up. I need to get in the back of the room and film the entire thing, um, whether it's 10 people or 100 people. Like, I have to show what's going on because I feel like part of it is telling the story, too. Uh, but I'm also not trying to expose anybody like, oh, you know, like there's two people here to see your band. and I'm going to show everybody that, you know, it's just more like, yeah, like this is these are the people that are here. This is what's going on in the crowd. Um, and then like, don't go to my comedy show yeah. because <laughs> that, that'll happen. Uh, it's all right. My shows like. My friends are the only ones that show up, and my singer gets a little jealous sometimes. We need support. Yeah. That's it. 
yeah, like people would cheer for me and our band is <laughs> David Stukin and the curse. Like it's like an Alice Cooper thing. And my friends would be like, Kevin, Kevin. And I'm like, guys, shut up. It's not about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's fun. And um, so, yeah, so I have my checklist and I kind of get that done. And after that, I'm kind of just like, what looks cool? Like I have a bag full of lenses with me. So I'm like, okay, you know what? What if I throw on a fisheye and let's get up close and let's get like right in some of their grill. Like sometimes I feel like I'm annoying them. But, you know, like, let me get right in your grill and just film this weird angle. Or, like, you know, I have a vintage lens that does, you know, like, weird flare effects and stuff. So, it's like a, I get the checklist out of the way, and then it's just creative after that. It's just, just what, what can I do? Start to have fun with it after. Yeah. Do you feel, like, how long have you been doing this for? So, photography, um, I learned how to take photos, like, in 2014. That's when I bought my first camera. But show photography, I started 2019. 18 end of 2018 and then i started doing videos a couple years after that like i want to say late 2019 um just because like instagram was pushing towards like reels and i think it was like at the time was igtv or something i forgot what they called Mm, i remember that yeah Yeah. that's what it was called yeah so i would grab video but i would just at the time just post a clip of like a a song Mm -hmm. now i'm into more like the edited videos and stuff gotcha yeah it's especially now like social media has gone a lot it's 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 evolution like how do i say there's been an evolution yeah right in social media it's not just the still picture anymore yeah with some words on it and like a great caption and a couple of hashtags yeah it has become a whole science yeah and it's freaking wild and i what's next do do you know what what what's next after the reels and these edited videos I don't know. I mean, I feel like photos and videos will stick around, but I do feel like just the way we're posting them is different. Like, you know, back then I used to post a carousel post. So it'd be like 10 photos. Oh, yeah. You know, you swipe through. Now I'm posting them as reels because I can put either the horizontals, the verticals, and I can fit like 25, 30 pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in one post versus back then I was limited to 10 and they all have to be, you know, the same way. Um, so I feel like maybe. Whatever the next platform is, I mean, I thought it was going to be Threads, but it's not doing that well. <laughs> it's not? As far as I've seen, like, I post on there, I'll get, like, two likes. And I have, really? like, the same amount of followers as Instagram. Um, So I thought it was, like, Threads. I'm like, oh, cool, we can go back to posting, like, the one individual shot, you know? Um, And that just didn't do it, didn't do it for me. Um, So I'm feeling like whatever the next big social media is, which I feel like right now it's either Instagram or TikTok. Like, I feel like it's those two. And it's all about, like, the vertical video right now. Yeah. Um. But I, who knows? Maybe the next, uh, the next social media will be like live streaming or something. You know, that's true. Are you are you on uh, what do they call it now? X. X. It's no uh, longer called yeah. Twitter. It's called X. I seen that. I was telling Amber about this the other day. I was going through all my apps and I was like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck is X? Yeah, like what that is? Is some weird like porn app yeah. that I downloaded <laughs> and I totally forgot about? Yeah, I clicked on it. And it was the it was like all the Twitter feeds. The MindBuzz is powered by MindBuzz Media. MindBuzz Media is an on-site video and audio podcast production company. Have you ever thought about starting your own video and audio podcast? Or do you have an existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? MindBuzz Media brings a professional podcast studio to you. Visit mindbuzz.org for more. Yeah, I... Um, I feel like I missed 
the era of Twitter. Yeah. X. Um, I just didn't care for it at the time, especially because it was all like political stuff and it was right. all like canceling this person and canceling that person. And, oh, someone said a snarky remark. And I was like, my stuff is visual. Like, yeah, I kind of just skipped that era. So I'm, I stayed on Instagram before that it was Facebook and uh, before that I wasn't even doing this. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so it was like just Facebook just to post like a couple pictures. Then it was Instagram when that took over. And then, you know, I'm trying to do TikTok too, but I'm trying to use TikTok as like a different format just because they're so, di- just so alike. I'm trying to use TikTok for like, artistics kind of stuff like oh TikTok is is so it's like you're still doing like a quote real but it's also so different yeah. right like they're they're even though it's all social media it's like you need to know yeah pretty much a little bit of each one and they're each the same but also yeah. very different it's it, almost exhausting and i'll tell you right now i'm not a good dancer so <laughs> yeah it i mean it's different for for everybody like my instagram uh my instagram is totally different from kevin's instagram uh i guess uh algorithm right like Mm -hmm. the algorithms are different like my tiktok algorithm could be maybe similar to your instagram yeah algorithm it's just it's weird and then you throw in the shorts from youtube yeah which are totally different yeah, like I th- usually like my like right now for the podcast the the shorts are like weird like just I get more on I think I get more I posted this the other day on my personal about like the comments of the the last reel if if you are intrigued by what I'm talking about right now mm-hmm. go down to go just go to the mind buzz on Instagram. And check, I think it's like the third video. Mm-hmm. The comments were just freaking off the wall. And it was just, it was all negative. Yeah. 100% all negative. And I'm like, geez, is this what the feed is? Like yeah. on YouTube with shorts? But I mean, YouTube comments have been oh, like are, that. Yeah, historic. Yeah, his, <laughs> yeah. So the same thing happened with TikTok. Not with that specific video mm-hmm. or real or short. But with with something else, it's just you gotta find find what the balance is between like your algorithm and what you're posting. Oh yeah, like it's it's exhausting, dude. Yeah, you have <laughs> no idea. It it's fucking exhausting. Oh yeah, that's why I just stick to Instagram right now. I'm like, I know this. This is like the science I know. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Like it's weird because even like with my photography and videography, like I like to cover different things too besides shows. So like I'll do a video on. Or, like, I went to actually take pictures at uh, Volcom Skate Park for, like, Go Skate Day. It was, like, the first day of summer. And they opened it to the public. I was like, oh, this is cool. I took pictures of, like, a bunch of skaters and stuff. And the video just didn't do well. And I was like, wait, like, I'm in the punk rock scene. Where's all the skaters? Like, yeah. But it's just, it was not, the algorithm just didn't want it to to hit or something. Or, I'm not sure. Gotcha. And, And thinking back, thinking back, Amber... So I remember that reel that I sent you. I, me and her like text message. I'm like, hey, post this one on TikTok. Hey, yeah. post this because we have a another uh, podcast on YouTube on our way, which is back, ladies and gentlemen. So Ooh. go check that out on YouTube exclusively. Uh, I posted a reel, and uh, I don't even think why I why it wasn't doing so good, but. I I posted it and I totally forgot it's about like murder and 
<laughs> yeah, it, about something that's very like not good to post yeah. about. And it was like about parole and people in prison and shit. I'm like, yeah. yeah. No wonder this didn't do good on on YouTube. I thought it would it would hit. Maybe uh we're going to try it on TikTok tonight. So. Yeah. We'll but see. it's also I feel like TikTok is such a like Russian roulette. Oh yeah, definitely. Honestly. Like I it Yeah. Like I know that there's this whole science behind now like the algorithm and and buzzwords and what are they called like um what else do they call it um I'm blanking out. But like you know words that bring people to your um like your page, right? And yeah. I feel like before it was cuz like like I've said this before on the podcast but like my family we we have a business, right? And we started in 2016. And it was kind of like that height of like the Instagram, right? And all our followers we got were organic and all the follows and the likes and everything was organic. And we didn't know what the hell we were doing and why it was happening. You know, it was just happening. Like people were liking or commenting and then they would send it over and over. And when the algorithm changed, it like fucked everybody up. Small oh, yeah. businesses and everything. And now it's like, how do you find people? How do you find businesses? How do they just pop up on your feed? Because it's, they're not, you know? It's like the other day I had a, a day where I was getting like like feeds from two weeks ago. And I'm like, why do on Instagram? Yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Like, why am I not seeing this? You ever get that? Yeah, two weeks ago. It's like, like a post from like three weeks ago. Yeah, I'll get a flyer. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Wait, that passed. Why <laughs> yeah. That? <laughs> and then with TikTok, it's like, because it, I I've had it happen where I'm like, all right, I'm I'm old, so I'm like, I don't know how to fucking use TikTok, but I'm gonna try it. I like to read, so I did. You know, a couple of ones where I'm just like, it's like a carousel kind of thing, like what you said. Mm-hmm. I put a song on, and they hit like you know 100k uh you know 35,000 things like that I'm like what the heck did I do and then I tried to do it again and then it was like 400 yeah I'm like what the hell like so I feel like they're both very like there's a science to to all of this now right oh yeah and like I even have friends that they all have different rules for TikTok they're like oh like I posted this one it did great so I'm gonna go low effort on the next three and then the one after that would be big effort because that's the one that's going to hit. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Like, if that I've works for you, I've heard of like times, like times, you know, like yeah. post Monday through Friday at this time and then this and yeah. this and that. And I'm like, I feel like if those really work, people, everyone's videos would go viral. They're, yeah, yeah. They'd, be, they'd be doing it, right? I mean, I tried Loomly. Loomly is like a social media management type oh, yeah, of... Yeah. Yeah, have you heard of it? Yeah, uh, there's like other ones like Hootsuite and all that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's similar to those. And uh, like on the dashboard, it will tell you post that, you know, this time here's some inspirations to, you know, to gauge some posts to. And I tried it for about a month. And it, there was just like internal problems that, it, you know, there were internal problems like with the dashboard and the application itself. So I kind of just like, what I wanted to use it for was uh, scheduled posts because I have all these rules. I have all, all this content that I need to schedule. I can't yeah. just wait for that time, put an alarm on, wait for that time and post it. And I just, it's just not very time, you know? Yeah. If, if you're strapped for time when you're doing something like this, you're, you're marketing for yourself. Yeah. You want the easiest things made possible. Oh right? yeah, definitely. 
And especially when you're busy, you have 10 other things that you need to be doing at 9 a.m. Yeah. Right? So I used this, but ever I, the universe was hearing me, or maybe it was Instagram overhearing me on my, my telephono yeah. or something. <laughs> but I think a week after I started using the Loomly scheduled app, mm-hmm. a week later, Instagram came up with the scheduled with the schedule uh, scheduling oh, your oh, yeah, yeah. your content and I was like I I don't need a I don't need Loomly anymore yeah uh and then I had Facebook connected I had Instagram I had TikTok I had Twitter I had all those I think I had those four and then I think it was a, another app that I used but anyways I I scratched that all out I don't even go on Twitter anymore I mean there there's things that you can do with Facebook and Instagram to post it exactly at the same time. So yeah, it, I think Instagram catches up with that. Like it, it catches up with itself and its users. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they heard me somehow Yeah, schedule. <laughs> you need to have some, some sort of scheduling stuff on there. Yeah. I think everybody's FBI agents were like, all right, Instagram, they're all saying you need this. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're listening in, they're yeah. listening into the podcast, but uh, yeah, just it, it's so wild. Like Instagram, social media, it's it's a weird time to be a creator right now. I always oh, yeah. say that, like it, to to bank anything. I feel like it's it is a weird time, but it's also one of the best times. Yes, because um, I've known guys that have been filming since the eighties. Whoa! Like, I've worked. Really? Yeah, I've worked worked alongside like uh, just to shout out a few people like my friend Clint Pinkston, um, or uh, another photographer I run into all the time. His name is Albert Lacano. Um, he goes by Jerry's Kid One, I think, on Instagram. Those guys have like Clint. He has like eight millimeter tapes of like Gwen Stefani's first show. Whoa! And he's like, "Yeah, I just sat on it. Like, no, I didn't know how to distribute it back then." And then like Albert, he's got film reels of like Black Flag, Jeez. or you know, like bands that were around in the eighties. He's like, "Yeah, I've been doing this since then. You know, I had a little like point and shoot, and you know, now I'm I'm still doing this like thirty years later. What is it? Forty years? Oh my god, I'm old." 40 years later <laughs> you know um so it's like yeah like i feel like where i i joined in at the right time because when i started it was like 2014 like i said we were i think we were either in the middle of the transition or it was like right after when instagram started coming up so it was like perfect it was like oh like i have a place to put these like people can see these where i feel like you know like the, the guys i've talked about like they just took the photos and they just sat in their basement you know, or like they would do art galleries and try to get, you know, 10, 15 people out there to go see it. Whereas, you know, I post a reel and I get a thousand views. Yeah. Like that's, it's a really weird time, but I feel like it's the best time, especially because like, you know, just today I went to five below real quick before coming in here. Just, I would like to go in there and just, you know, shop around. Guilty pleasures. (laughs) And I went in there and they had like a whole section of like gaming microphones, streamer lights, like tripods for your phone to record yourself. They had like a light and a microphone built in. And like, it's so easy to just start doing anything right now. Yeah. You know, if you want to be a photographer, you have a phone and your camera is in your phone. Like my first photography teacher in college, he literally told me, he's like, yeah, my camera has a phone attached to it. You know, he's like, honestly, like I used to carry my camera on with me everywhere. And now I just pull it out of my pocket. Like, it's, right. it's you know, unless I'm doing a, a job, like I can take photos whenever I want. Uh, he's like, I can go live right now and get, you know, 20, 25 people to watch me. So I feel like it's like a, 
it's a, a, definitely a weird time, but a, the, probably the best time. I Absolutely. Think, to be doing this. Yeah, to to be a content creator, to be a podcaster, to make film, to to do anything because with technology, it's becoming more uh, more. Uh, what's the word? Like it's accessible. Accessible. Yeah. yeah. And like even with podcasting, dude, like there's so many gadgets. You can start a podcast with your phone. Like yeah. there, there's apps out there. Oh, dude, there was this one. Th- I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to scare you but, or anybody at home. I'm excited. I'm uh, like, Whoa, what is it? <laughs> so there, there's this new, I, I got to get sponsored by all these different Loomly. And all, well, not Loomly because yeah. I, I canned you guys a couple <laughs> months ago. But uh, there, there's this app called opus clip and if you're a podcaster and you're listening to this or any type of content creator opus clip you drop in say uh an hour and a half long podcast yeah and it cuts reels for you oh that's awesome and it it captions them for you it not only it does it it listens to your 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 hour-long conversation right yeah it cuts it up for you it gives you the captions. It does, even if it, you're on um, uh, a one like camera, like it cuts the reels for you from one person talking to the other person talking. Oh wow! It's freaking wild, and it also it scans like all your captions, mm-hmm. and it creates like okay, this thirty second bit of this conversation is and, and they. They uh they grade it to from like a zero to one hundred. Mm-hmm. It shows like a zero to one hundred like viral type of scoring. So yeah. on most videos that I have, like there there's there's like a ninety seven viral score, yeah, an eighty two viral score. So it breaks it up like that, and it's it's wild because this was another thing that I was thinking about because. <laughs> making reels are they're in your brain they're in they're your challenging brain. oh yeah they're hard yeah. especially this like going through like an hour and a half of content finding the right thing yeah like it's time consuming and people oh, yeah. don't see that they see just the 15 second yeah reel right yeah, even for me like I'll, I'll film a 45 minute set and you watch 30 seconds yeah exactly yeah. so you understand the pain yeah but these guys were inside my brain and they, they're not just Opus Clip, but there's tons of other different applications that are doing this now. And it's just, with AI, it's just, it's getting crazy, dude. It is yeah. getting wild, and I love it. Like, I was shocked the whole day. I, I was stunned. Yeah. The whole day when I used this thing. Yeah. It's like, freaking wild. Like, um, I was talking with another guy I work with. He's an older guy, too. Um, John Gilhooley. He's my favorite photographer. Like I said that about a lot of people, but this guy, if you've ever picked up an issue of the OC Weekly and it had anyone of no, like no, notoriety, whether it's Kobe Bryant, Kat Von D, et cetera, he shot that cover. Yeah. Uh, and I met him in film school because he's like, yeah, like photos are kind of dying. I need to learn like a, this other part of this trade and learn video. And I met him my first uh, semester in film school. And well, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So he was he was complaining about AI. He was like, oh, you know, like pretty soon we're going to be out of a job. You know, we're working a wedding. He's like, we're going to be out of a job pretty soon. Someone's going to just carry an iPhone and AI is going to edit it all for them and make them the best wedding video ever. And I'm like, 
That's good because I want to. I want more tools. <laughs> I want tools. I want to be You're able like, just to. Good. Yeah, I'm like, I want to just go film as best as I can, and then I have the tools to like get me halfway there, and then I can yeah. just be creative about it and tweak it. You know, like that's true. Instead of scanning, you know, 45 minutes worth of footage to get the best, you know, minute, I could just say like, all right, cool. Like, you know, if it's an AI that can just like label the shots for me, that would make it so much easier. Like, oh, this has a shot of the singer. You know, doing um, like he jumped into the crowd and jumped into the mosh pit. Like, oh, that's perfect. You know, or if it, it can even like, add, like I think someone told me that um, one of the video editors, you can upload a track, and it can like equalize out like just the drums of it, and it'll actually cut your clips to the beat of the drum. Whoa! Yeah. So because that's that's what I do with my videos. You know, I, I I cut it to the song. He's like, yeah, like you can literally just say, I want all my clips, these clips I picked to cut between each other to the drums and it'll do it in like five minutes jeez what is this app called uh i think it's it's one of the editors i think it's da vinci, da I think vinci? Said. yeah da vinci resolve it's a video editor Ooh, software. i think i heard something on yeah. that can you go to uh, i want to show kevin the go uh all the way to the right uh those little the two arrows that are right there no, down right, right there. Those go all the way down to where it says Opus Clip. Yes, and then just scroll down. Continuing. Oh, uh, is it gonna um put in uh Gil? Yeah, right there. Choose that one. Ah, I don't think it's gonna. Is it open? No, 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 no. No, because I I think I started. I started I used it with um the management. Scroll down. No, because it it gives you an hour and 30. But maybe there's a dem- demo video on there that you can Elon Musk. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's a demo, so go ahead. I it's he could better explain this to you. Is it from him? No. No, like some evil dictator of country could send their intelligence agency to go steal it and gain control. It just becomes a very unstable situation. I think if you've got any um, any incredibly powerful AI. So this is, um, yeah, see, so it, it makes all those cuts. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen, like, so a lot of people use this. I didn't know this was it. Develop a will of its own right off the bat. I think it's more, yeah, you can tell by the, the different. Some, someone so now, like. you would do it, right? But you had to do all of this. Yeah, I did everything. <laughs> I cut it. Uh, I mean, there's still other things that I would like to see, and hopefully the FBI are listening to yeah. me so they can implement this for Opus, Opus Clip. Is the um, the motion the motion? Uh, what is it called? It's called uh, motion, like when the camera follows. The, oh yeah, it's like pan and slide. I think they call yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I want to hear that. I want to see something like that. Because that's what I like. It, yeah. it makes the it makes the videos more. I don't know. I I, I like the the feel of the the uh, motion censoring thing. Yeah. But make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like. Like. Uh, yeah. So that's what I was telling my buddy. Like, just to circle back around to that. It's like, I want more tools. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, you think about like you know back in the day people were chipping away at rocks with hammer or like sticks and rocks. Now we have you know uh, power drivers. You know. Like they're just tools. It's it's a way to get to the end product faster. Exactly. So that's that's where I see a lot of that going. It's like 
yeah, like if if I I wish I can, because I'll, I'll get home from a show one or two in the morning if it's in LA, because I'm from Orange County. So I'll like go film the show, get home. I'm tired as heck, and I'll like upload the I'll literally turn my computer on, back up my my card, and go to sleep. And I wake up like, all right, let's go and start editing. Like I wish I could just say like scan the clips for me, find the coolest shots, and like compile them in a list and tell me what they are. Yes. So then I just wake up. I'm like, oh, cool. There they are. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, let me look around and see if there's anything cool I like. You know, oh, that's a cool shot. I missed it, but whatever. That works. You know. And then just say like, you know, sync it to the beat, like I mentioned earlier, like Da Vinci. Sync it, and then be like, oh, cool. Now we're like already halfway there, and it took maybe minutes, versus you know it would take me an hour and a half to do all that myself. Right. And Instagram is doing this now with a new technology that the like when you go into create reels Mm -hmm. like they have the transitions already the music when you put in there it it, every time like it switches like a different you know image or video it goes along with the music it's this is getting crazy it's getting wild i i'm so i'm excited yet i'm kind of scared at the same time to see like what's gonna happen oh yeah like what other like what possible like what are the possibilities with content? Oh, it's yeah. getting crazy out there, bro. To, it definitely is. To kind of like, no, I don't want to like backtrack, but I always think of, um, so when you were saying like, like your friend that was saying like, um, you know, oh, about like now they're going to take over or oh, they're going to, you know, do stuff like that. Um, not too long ago, sometime this year, we had, because um, we've had like media asked to come, right? And yeah. hey, can we come and film some stuff or TV, things like that. So I'm used to like a whole camera crew, right? They bring lights, you have your camera guy, you have your anchor, you have like everything, right? Yeah. So um, it was for Thrillist. I don't know if you know. Um, yeah, I've heard that name. So Thrillist, I mean, they're pretty known. Like they're 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 a pretty known thing, right? And uh, she was like, all right, so I'm going to come from New York and, you know, we're going to shoot a, a minute and a half video and we want to kind of, interview you this and that i'm like all right cool we set up the time everything and then and then she messages me and she's like i'm here and i'm like looking through our cameras because it's in our office and i'm like where are they like where's the rest of the crew like you know yeah and then i'm like all right maybe they're coming so i go out there and it's literally like the host and she's wearing a gopro on her head oh wow she had a gopro on her head and then she had her producer and the producer had an iphone and literally like a light box. So they brought a light box to do like product shots. Oh man. And I was like, this is gonna be a mess. Like, you know, like that yeah. that was like in my head because <laughs> yeah. I had never like really seen that. Like for me it was that's just like content that you create for like Instagram or maybe like something like, you know, like something I would do that I don't understand video and all that stuff, right? I just yeah. use my camera and I hope for the best. So I was like, shit. And I'm like, all right. And Long behold, I seen it and I'm like, this is not bad. Like this came out really good. Like, and it's just like crazy. And then also the the one for Channel One girl, she literally mic'd me up with like Amazon mics, and then she had her cell phone and she like was like talking to me like interview wise, and then she just had the camera in front of my face, and I'm like, this is going on like cable TV. Yeah, no, I mean I believe it. Like I've literally one time I forgot to pack a mic and I was like. Here, what we're going to do is we're going to put voice memos and just use your phone like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounded better than some of my mics. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that was just in my pocket. I just had it. 
we're good to go. You know, it's, it was, it, that's why I still feel like it's a really good time to be a creator because yeah. it's just accessible. Exactly. You know, our cameras now are this small and even my camera's considered big. Really? You know, like I've seen people at shows with smaller cameras and, you know, back in the day it was a big old box like over your shoulder with like, you know, a VHS tape in it, you know, and now you can literally, I've seen people go to shows with literally just their phone and they'll film everything and the show's over, the reel's already up. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm like, they beat me. I got to step up my game. Like, <laughs> my video's got to be super polished now because these guys just did what I did before the show was over. Right. It's just getting faster and yeah. faster and faster. But like you said, we, like, instead of, like, if you can't beat them, join them, right? Yeah. With, with, at least with AI. And I mean, it's not us versus AI or creators versus AI. It's, we have to use these things as a tool to get to what you said to our goal a little bit faster. Yeah. With a little bit of help and it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I see nothing wrong with using tools. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is. Like, you know, to cut down a tree, they had to sit there and whack it with an ax all day. And now we have chainsaws. Absolutely. You know, it accomplishes the same goal just a lot faster and you can do more of it. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, I mentioned I can only sometimes we would pick two or three bands per night to sh- shoot with some better tools, I could do everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like opening band to the end of the night, just film everything. And, you know, with tools, I can get everything out like next day. Right. Yeah, you can, you you let AI do its thing and you can focus on something else to help better yeah. your product. Like, right? yeah, it, it, it basically, I feel like it'll do the technical for me so that I can focus on the creative. You know, like I can say, okay, cool. It's already done. Now let me have some fun with it. Now let me go ahead and say, you know what? What if I switch this for this? What if I do this? What if I do that? Now I don't, I'm not necessarily doing like labor. Now it's just, let's have fun with it. And that's kind of where, what I'm excited for is just to be able to focus on the creativity of it now. Absolutely. 100%. And that's where you need to be creative. Always talk about the editor brain yeah, and your creative brain. You, you, have to give space to your creative brain to to do its magic oh yeah and to definitely. let let it out like when i edit i've told people this before like it's a state of mind <laughs> like i will go to the liquor store pick up my favorite snacks multiple energy drinks i'll go home i'll light a candle if i want like set the mood because i'm gonna sit there for hours working on different things like if it's pictures if i'm gonna go through a thousand pictures that takes me like two three hours whoa yeah because sometimes I will shoot a thousand if it's like five bands. And I seen you. I, I seen you at the the last show with uh, Straight from the Grave, dude. You were everywhere. Yeah. You were uh, on the corner stage. You were in the back. You were up at front. Another question I was going to ask you was, uh, aside from like how long have you been doing this, like you, there's this weird type of like uh, embar. I don't want to say embarrassment, but at least for me, I. I I don't want to, I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I get kind of like weirded out to go in the front and take pictures of my favorite band. Even though yeah. we, people do that all the time. Like I get weirded out. Do you ever get that you know, oh, yeah. weird feeling? I definitely, that's where I started. So my first shows that I shot, I would only shoot the band that I talked to beforehand. Mm, okay. Like I would be like, yeah, like I'm just going to go shoot them. And then camera gets away because I don't want to like stress anybody out. Especially because right. I, I, now that I'm on the other side of it, I can think back and be like, well, 
they're up there performing and they're nervous as heck. And I'm over here, you know, literally <laughs> zooming in like, right. it's like, uh, you know, like I felt subconscious. I'm like, I don't want to throw you off your game. But then over time, especially because when I started doing photography, it was smaller shows. Like when you do, when you get into concert photography, it's just like bands. You start at the dive bars, you start at the, you know, Taco Tuesdays <laughs> and then $3 models, you know? And then you work your way up into the, oh, hey, like I have a portfolio. Can I come shoot at this show? And you start getting press passes and stuff. So when I was doing those smaller shows with those smaller bands, they were like the happiest in the world because they usually can't afford to hire a photographer for a show. Like those bands will maybe make $27 for five people. And to hire a photographer might be at least 100, you know? So they're like, wow, we have media. This is amazing. So when I started seeing that shift where it was like, yeah, I took a couple pictures of you guys, you know, here you go, but I didn't want to throw you off your game. I just took five. They're like, dude, this is the greatest gift you've given us. And then like I made friends and they would invite me back. And I remember with this one time I was uh, shooting my friend's band and some guy went over and shot their whole set. And then he went up to them after and said, hey, I have all these pictures of you guys. You give me 200 bucks right now, you can have them. And they looked and like, you see that guy over there? He's like, yeah, he's like, his pictures are better. And he did it for free. <laughs> and he's like, he's our, he's our buddy. We're covered. You can delete him. Damn. You know? And it was like, oh, okay. Which I'm definitely for. Make the money you can. But I know that when you are starting, you don't have it. So when I was starting to shoot these bands, they were so appreciative of it. And it was it was like a, a mutual, like symbiotic relationship. I was building my portfolio and they had promotional materials. And then as I started getting in, like I got into my first big venue show. I didn't even, at the, I was kind of a noob when it came to this band. It was Gorilla Biscuits. It was my first big show um, where like I needed a press pass and uh, I went to go shoot and they, they gave me one rule. Do not go on stage. By the end of the night, the entire crowd was on stage because oh, it was like a hardcore show. People were mosh pitting on stage and I followed that rule. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather not have as good shots but follow the rules so that way they're like, oh, you got on stage. Like, wait, you know, we're not going to welcome you back. And they actually like commended me because they're like, our, our photographer that we have here was in the back of the room, zooming in and cropping in their photos. So how are you up front? And I'm like, you told me not to go on stage. And they're like, yeah, but you were like in the general pit area. And I'm like, yeah, I thought that was the point. <laughs> they're like, I'm like, yeah, I lost a shoe for most of this show. Like, my, my, my sock is full of beer, but I'm here. And they're like, that's awesome. Like, do you want to come back? Nice. Yeah. And so, like, I started building my way up that way. And it got to the point where my mindset changes. Like, yeah, we're symbiotic. You're like, the bigger bands, maybe they don't need me as much. But it's like, hey, they got, like, I recently did um, The Attics at the Blasco. It was their first show in three years. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I shot the show before that. <laughs> like their last show before the pandemic and their first show back. And when I hit them up, I was like, Hey man, you know, I'd love to get a photo pass for this. You know, um, you know, if you can spare one, I would love to be there. I'll do everything for free. You guys can have all the photos, blah, 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 blah. And monkey was like the week of the show was like, text this number. I hit him up months beforehand. And I'm like, he's like, just text his number and let them know who you are. So I text his number and he goes, Hey, can you send me your portfolio? Cause Every photographer in LA is trying to get into this and we have to vet people. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I send my Instagram. They go, wait, you shot my band before. I'm like, yeah, that was me. He's like, you're in, dude. I'm like, 
that's it really he's like <laughs> he's like we know your work we love it and you were cool with us so yeah you're in and i'm like awesome like you know and they're like yeah like we're just starting out and that helped us a lot so like we're gonna you know help you out now and and i got in there and i actually got to meet monkey at the end of the show and he was like it's great to finally meet you man like wow like this is cool and you know like i was shocked that he was a fan of mine like he was like your photos are great man like this is awesome and i'm like monkey knows who i am (laughs) (laughs) you know and he was like all fried makeup was coming off he's like he's like good show man i'm like yeah good show to you too (laughs) and um yeah so at the end of the day it becomes a symbiotic relationship like where i like the higher i the more i shoot bands the higher my portfolio gets the bigger bands i can get to and with them it's like the smaller bands the more media they get the bigger they get so sometimes it's almost like you know like local bands you can like anchor with them and you build each other up right uh like my good friends deviated state they were already pretty big when i met them but like they started inviting me out to shows like dude we'll like we don't make a lot but we'll pay you what we can and I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't have a a rate for you guys. Just tip me. It's fine. Like, you know, if you can't afford anything, I don't. I won't take it. You know. And I filmed some clips for them that have gone viral on TikTok. Really? Yeah. Like their shows have like blown up because of some of my clips I've gotten for them. And now they invite me back. And now they're like, they played with XL uh, a few months, like a month ago. And they're like, yeah, dude. Like the promoter just found out about us through TikTok. And then I got to go in. Asked them for a press pass. They got me in and I got to shoot Excel. I think working together like like that, like a media and a band, or it just goes hand in hand yeah. because you each create, you know, content for each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. And and you're all going, you know, getting getting bigger and, and better at, at doing things. Yeah. So I, I feel like we got all we gotta work together at, you know, reaching our goal. I mean no one person or one group gets to wherever their goal is by themselves. Definitely. And I think that that's the key right there. That that's the, that's a little key that most people, you know, don't think about when they're first starting out on doing something. They, it feels like you need to do this all on your own. And when you reach a certain point, it's just going to be you at the top. No, it's not, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So to circle back, because I don't want a tangent. Once I discovered that we're basically in this together, like we're cohabitating the space, I lost that feeling of like, oh, I'm throwing you off your game. Now it's like, let's work together. Like, mm. you know, I feel like that meme where it's, I think it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger and someone else, like the two buffers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that's, you know, that's me and the bands now. Yeah. And like, I've had like my audience on Instagram crossover with other bands. And then they're like, Oh dude, like people that didn't know about us know us now. Cause they saw us on your page and fans of that band follow me now. Cause they like my photography. So it's literally just a, a, a cohabitating circle, like symbiotic relationship. I love hearing, uh, like I love hearing people going to the podcast or listening to a podcast and, now they become fans of whoever I interview or we talk to. Uh, one that always comes up is Angie from the McCharmleys. Oh, yeah. But, like we were talking before we we started recording is some in people in the, the music genre, 
it's always oh we checked out your interview with with angie from the mccharmley's yeah or um even sugar mill slim like the last musician we had on uh a great performer by the way we we're, were just talking it and he was like oh yeah we i i love the mccharmley's and angie she's just the greatest and just stuff like that there is yeah. i have a friend uh named uh, Frank Blanco and he he's in comedy and he does he does open mics and he wrote me the other day he was like dude I was at uh, an open mic the other night and there was these people from the audience that came up to me and said dude we loved your interview uh, on uh, the mind buzz and he was like flabbergasted because I mean it to hear that and for me to hear that was awesome like it it, it it just it, it startled me a little bit because I was like, "Oh shit, people are actually listening." Yeah, you know? it's cool, but uh, to hear that from somebody is just it's it's awesome, and you know that it it's reaching people now. Oh yeah, definitely. especially like with with Frank and and the comedy scene. That it, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome to hear that. Oh yeah, and I think that's probably my favorite part of all this. It's the community. Yes. At the end of the day, like I've even like gone to shows and people recognize me and I'm like, do you know who I am? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we love your photography or we love your videos or we love you playing like the videos you post to playing bass. And I'm like, you, you watch those? And they're like, yeah, like, of course you have a thousand views. You don't think people are going to watch us. I'm like, I know, but it just, <laughs> it feels disconnected. Like, right. you know, and, um, that's the thing. I think that's my my favorite part of all this. Um, it's just like I get to meet people. Yeah. Whether it's musicians, whether it's fans, whether it's managers, podcasters now, uh, other photographers, other videographers, anybody. It's just like I feel like it it opened a world and I'm just meeting the coolest people. Yeah. Yeah. Possible. Like this podcast. I was like saying before, I've never been on a podcast before. But I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Like, I get to meet podcasters. Where before, I would have been like, yeah, like, I've heard of Joe Rogan. <laughs> you know, like, that's about it. But now I'm like, this is great. Like, I, because I we happen to both be at the same show. Yeah. Now here we are working together. Absolutely. And that was the, that's exactly how the conversation went with Amber when we went to the Three Bad Jack show at uh, Chain Reaction. Yeah. I was telling her, I was like, oh, look, it's... um. It's Kevin. It's the the camera guy, yeah. and she was like, "Who?" I was like, "Yeah, he was at the Three LH." And I was like, "Oh, he he did the video for the McCharmleys and Three LH." And um, I was just, I like I always say, I love musicians, but like I'm getting into the world of media and photography and and videos and just watching people in their natural habitat is just yeah. it, it's just I I can. I was seeing, like I was saying earlier, I seen you moving around, taking shots. I'm like, he, he's got to have a vision. Like there, there's a vision yeah. that he's trying to fit right now. There, there's something going on in that brain of his Yeah, at, at that exact moment while I'm drinking a beer. Yeah. <laughs> while I'm hanging out. Yeah. Right? But I mean, it, it's fun. Like all this stuff is just, it's, it's accessible now. Yeah. Right. People can do it. If you really want to do something, you will do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like I was just telling someone the other day, I'm like, there's no version of me that's not creating. 
There's no version of, let's say you, you take away my camera. I'm still going to be doing something. Like I mentioned, I was at a show and I felt naked. I'm like, yeah, what am, what am I, <laughs> I? I need to be doing something right now. This feels awkward. Like, so I feel like no matter what I do, I could be, I could lose my arms. I could lose my legs. I could lose my sight. I'll still be making something. Yeah. And I feel like because it's so accessible, I feel like everyone can do that now. Like everyone has a creative, you know. You think so? You think some there's a creative gene in everybody? I feel like there is. Yeah. And it maybe is not necessarily art. It could be anything. Like I can look at like one of my cousins. He's like he knows everything about like everything. Like I'll like say, hey, have you heard of this band called The Who? Like, like, oh, the the who, like the English band? I'm like, no, the Mongolian one. Like, they're Mongolian throat singers. And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, like, I've heard of all their albums. I'm like, oh, like, I just found out about them because I, I saw them at a show the other day. And then, like, he'd be like, hey, so you remember that one scene in Demon Slayer uh, episode? I'm like, I haven't watched that show, dude. <laughs> I just started it, though. But, uh, and, uh, what's it called? So, like, he, his creative is, like, just absorb. He's like, I absorb media all the time. That's, like, his thing. And I'm like, yeah, they Maybe he's not creating necessarily, so maybe it's not the word creativity is not the right thing, but I feel like everyone has that need to do something. I guess I, I, I'm having a hard time explaining it, but I feel like everyone has like something that they do that they like have to do. Like there's, you know, like I said for me, like if I'm not shooting, I'm probably at home working on my jackets or trying to sketch something or watching a movie and like analyzing it you know um i feel like someone could be like the best chef in the world and they're like trying oh you know what i'm gonna try this ingredient i'm gonna try this or you know and maybe they're not expressing it maybe they're not a chef in a kitchen right. somewhere but they're doing it yeah i think that's just human nature that's humans we're a weird primate we're we're weird animals i think we always need to be doing something on uh, whether it's a physical capacity, whether it's a cerebral capacity, yeah. we always need to be doing something. And I feel that that's where some depression and some anxiety comes from is because you're not living to your full potential. Exactly. Yes. 100%. I heard that from like a psychology book, like not too long ago. And once I heard that, I was like, that is it. That That's yeah. the, because when I'm not doing something creative or I'm not podcasting or I'm not scheduling something to, you know, if I'm not working towards a goal, I feel like dog shit, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I do 100%. I, the last break that I took from doing this, mm -hmm. I, I was, I stayed in bed. I, I didn't want to move. I I think it was like it was the holidays and I just wanted to stay in my room and eat THC gummies all all day. Yeah. It was cr on Christmas day I ordered pizza and I, I was just feeling like total dog shit. But once I got back, once I knew that that piece of my life was missing, I immediately went to this thing full throttle i was yeah. like i can't not i can't let that happen again yeah so i so that proved that you know that theory of 
us humans, we need to be doing something on a creative capacity or just working towards a goal in general, even no matter how minor the progress is, you're still making progress. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's funny you mention that. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but I've lived... Go on the tangent. Okay. This is what this is for, dude. This All is right. what the podcasts are for. Yeah. They're, they're for tangents. They're for conversation. They're for learning stuff. Yeah, well... They're for always, sharing. Yeah. So when I... I first picked up a camera the very last semester of high school. Um, we had it to a senior exit project, and I was like, what's the easiest? Like, they had classes you can take, or you had to find an internship. I'm like, what's the easiest thing on here I can do? Like, I was like, I didn't really have a plan yet. And at the, our competing high school, which was like a bus right away, was the art of TV. And I'm like, that sounds fun. It was either that or like some finance class. And I'm like, math? Or messing with cameras. <laughs> no brainer, you know? And I've never touched a camera before in my life besides my phone or whatever. And when was this? 2014. Okay. Yeah. And then... I like timelines. Yeah. So <laughs> I went to that class and they're like, well, let's see, because this was the second semester. They're like, if you would have started at the beginning of the semester, we'd trust you by now to run the cameras. But you're a new student, so we're going to put you in front of the camera. And that was like the opposite of what I wanted. I was like, you know, self-conscious, unsure teenager with, you know, uh, you know, bad self, self, uh, image. So I was like, Oh God, this is like, I should have, I should have chosen the finance class. <laughs> so it left me with that want to work with cameras. And I remember for my project, I took a picture of the camera to put in my, my slideshow. And that summer I'm like, you know what? I don't need a class. I'm just going to buy the camera. And I remember I went to work with my dad. He's an electrician. I went and worked construction with him in the summer heat and saved up like, you know, a thousand bucks. And I bought my first Canon Rebel T3i. It was the exact one we used in, this, in the class. And then I was like, cool. And I, my parents were like, why are you buying a camera? That's weird. Like, you're, like you're, you're saving up money to buy a camera? Like, that's just kind of a weird thing to like, we've never seen you work with a camera. And I'm like, I know that's why I want one. But so I was like, well, I'm going to use it for school. And I enrolled in a photography class just to, like, give myself the justification to do it. And I started, I was the only person in that class that ever got 120%. Whoa. Because I aced everything and did all the extra critics. I thought it was fun. I was like, this is awesome. Like, I'm learning how to use a camera and I'm good at it. <laughs> and uh, I, I, along with that, I took, like, a photojournalism class. I aced that class, too. So uh, right away, I'm like, this is something I kind of like doing. I'm going to pursue this a little bit. And I burned myself out on it because I was seeing it as a business rather than creativity. So I was like, I'm going to be the quinceanera, weddings, uh, you know, like instead of saying like, I want to take pictures of people or whatever, I was like, whatever makes money, I'm going to do it with my camera. And I ended up burning myself out on it. I was like, I don't like this. Like, this is not a good career path for me. And for three or four years, my camera sat in its bag collecting dust because I was like, I don't want to create anymore. And then I remember I was like in a really bad depression, which is why it reminded me of this. And my family's like, hey, we want to go to Universal Studios. You want to go? And I was like, I'm not really doing anything with my life. Like, I don't feel good. Like, I don't feel like I don't deserve this. But it's easier to just go and suffer through it than to tell my family, no, I don't want to go. So I forced myself to go and we jump on the studio tour a lot. And all of a sudden, we pass by and they're like, okay, guys, we need everyone to be quiet because they're actively shooting a movie over there. So please keep your voices down. Silence your cell phones if you can. Like, Shh. 
and we're passing by and I just see a film crew just buzzing around working on the back lot. And I'm like, why do I want to jump off this tram and go help? <laughs> like, I want to just go be in that mix. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And then we pass by and they're like, look, this is the area. Whoops. This is the area where they shot Frankenstein and they showed the movie clip. And I'm like, that was here almost a hundred years ago. Like this is the spot. And I'm like, all of a sudden, like my depression just reversed. And now I was curious. I'm like, what, what, what's going on? Like, this is awesome. And it's actually the reason why to plug myself. I have Frankenstein as my logo because that's, that was the beginning. As soon as that happened, I was like out of school, just working with my dad doing construction. As soon as that happened, I re-enrolled in school and I said, my degree is going to be in film. Until then, I didn't never had a major. I'm like, my major is going to be film. This is what I want to do. And that summer, I took um, history of film. I did, I aced it and got 110% again. And I'm like, I like this. What, what the, where did this come from? And then all of a sudden, at the end of that year, it was 2018, uh, my friend joined a band and he goes, hey, do you want to come and take pictures of us? Would you mind? And throughout that, that fall, I had my friend act in all my stuff for film school. So I'm like, dude, you help me out. Of course, I'm going to be there. I'm like, regardless, I would have been there, but now I'm going to work for you. Like, you help me, I'm going to help you. That was the first show I ever shot. All of a sudden, now I'm like, at that point, everything came to a close. 2019 started. And I just took off shooting shows. And that's when all this started. Literally, my life turned around because I figured, like, this is what I want to create. And, you know, here I am now doing it. <laughs> so it's like, it's funny that you mentioned depression and all that when you're not creating because that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. And it's exactly what flipped my life back around. Because before that, I was just like, oh, you know, just making money and, you know, doing construction. I hated it. I hated it. I still don't like being active, but like I hated construction. I hated doing all that, but it was like, I got to be doing something. So whatever. Right. And I would just go make my money and come home and watch TV. That doesn't fulfill a creative person. Yeah. Right. Like I, I was in an office for six, almost seven years and it didn't fulfill me. Yeah. It paid the bills. Yeah. I got up there in, in the company, but it just, it didn't fulfill me. Yeah. And I was doing the podcast alongside that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, that's where I was at my full potential. And that's where I was at my happiest. Yeah. Is doing this. Yeah. So like, I, I think that's, and that's where I took off and I'm like, I have purpose again. Yeah. My depression faded away. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I just kept writing off of that. That was what, 2020, so that was four years ago. And I just kept just going through it. Just just do it. Just do it. Because if I know if I stop, I'm going to slide right back to where I was. And even now, I'm like, okay, if I get like a real job, real like nine to five, yeah, I got to be creating. Because if not, I know what's going to happen. Like it's going to be, um, you know, back to just feeling unfulfilled. And then so I'm like, you know what? Nine to five where I'm creating, but I can still get off on time to go hit a show after. Absolutely. That's, that's like my life goal right now. <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm actually looking for a job because yeah, cause of a dollar doesn't pay much. <laughs> um, so I'm like, you know, like I'm doing that, but I'm like, I got to work in marketing or something. Like I got to 
use my creative stuff for yeah where you're still able to be creative yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah you'll find something yeah especially with with your i mean your drive to creating and your drive to doing something creative like i'm pretty sure the right thing is gonna uh you know go onto your lap since you know yeah and it's like i like like i've mentioned earlier like i feel if i'm not creating there's no point yeah like there's no version of me that can't just not create um like i'll meet people and i'm like hey man so what'd you do over the weekend uh i went to target yeah oh cool like what you know what else did you do well i bought i spent like 300 bucks at target <laughs> and i'm like cool like did, did you buy like stuff for your house or what They're like no i just had to buy the stuff i needed and then i went home and binge watched uh what i don't know what's the show right now wednesday or whatever the big netflix show is you what's know? the what's the what's the big shows going on right now amber uh, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> a- amber's my go-to for for all the all things viral in the world yeah we, we get it like <laughs> and i'm like When's the last concert you've been to? They're like, yeah. three years ago, I went to go see Taylor Swift and it was like 400 bucks. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, so what do you like to do when you're not working? Sit at home and watch TV? Yeah, I will. That's not going to be, I don't want to live that life, Amber. I don't yeah. want to, that, the highlight of, I mean, going to Target is never going to be the highlight yeah. of my weekend ever 100 yeah. percent. it's you're just... never gonna go into target because i don't like going inside the store exactly you're gonna go to the target drive up <laughs> there so we I'm go gonna get what there i need but yeah right yeah. before we we drop that off and then we go hit a show yeah, yeah. that has to be it yeah i don't like i i i i like shopping i do i like buying yeah. stuff i like buying stuff for the house all that but i don't like to waste my time in the stores yeah oh yeah AI, there's technology. There's technology for everything. Yeah, and if it's I could be washing the dishes or folding the laundry yeah. and yeah. doing my grocery shopping or smart people. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not to say like, oh, if that's your thing, I'm not discrediting you. I'm just that's not what's going to work for me. Yeah, right. No, absolutely. like for me, it's I. I'm either going to be at a show, I'm going to be at some kind of like spooky event because, as you can tell, I like horror. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be at like some vendor village or something. I'm going to be hanging out with friends, watching a movie or something like that's like, I, I don't see any part of me that's not doing something interesting. Yeah. Like I've already told my mom, I'm like, you're not getting grandkids. <laughs> and she's like, how did that conversation go? Yeah. She's like, really? I don't get to be a grandma. I'm like, no. Do you have any siblings? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was a big one. Whoa. Yeah. And, um, so I was like, yeah, you're not going to get any grandkids. And she's like, but I want to be a grandma. I'm like, you know how much cool stuff I want to do in my life and how much a kid's going to dampen that? <laughs> I'm like, I want like the, uh, I think they call it dink, dual income, no kids. Like I want to get married, have a wife, and we just do the coolest things in the world. That's like, like we have so much extra cash to just throw to do like go to shows every weekend, go to like right now, like I feel like Tiger King, like, uh, I'm never going to financially recover from this because <laughs> I got tickets to go see Danzig in two weeks. I got tickets to go see ghost in a week or so. I got tickets to darker waves. I'm like, if I had a kid, I wouldn't afford any of those. And then trying to find a sitter and all that. Yeah. So I told my mom this and she's like, well, I'm okay with that. Well, that's good that she's supportive. Yeah. Uh, so 
how do they feel about you and your endeavors and and you know the photography and videography project that you're working on uh my mom is my biggest fan yeah she actually sees everything i work on before anyone else oh that's cool i'm always like i'll call her from the room like hey can you come here she's like what's going on i'm like i just need your eyes for five minutes <laughs> and she's like okay and she'll come over and i'm like what do you think of this and she'll look at it and just it's always the same thing like yeah that looks good yeah i really like what you did with the how you had the person do that i'm like they just did that i didn't do that <laughs> she's like oh well good job anyways you know or like my photos she'll be like well or she'll find like the nit- like the thing to nitpick that like makes no sense <laughs> like she'll be like well i really don't like how you have the bricks in the background and i'm like that was that was the point of shooting here. Like that was like what we wanted to use. It's, just it's like, like oh. it's the guy's background on his podcast, yeah. Mom. I can't move the guy. Yeah. He's sitting there yeah. throughout the whole episode. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't move him. Yeah. But like so she's like the biggest fan of everything I do. And she like I said, she's like she pretty much has the VIP access because she'll walk by my room while I'm editing something. And she's like, Oh, is that from the show Friday? I'm like, No, it's the show Saturday. And she's like, Oh, what about the show Friday? I'm like, that one's already done. She's like, Oh. Cool. can't wait to see it or like um she'll like literally i think she only has instagram to look at my stuff like and she's not even just to look at my stuff because i show her all this stuff but just to go and be like look this is what my son's working on all the time like she's like the, like she'll go wow. and like just like that's the one reason why she has instagram downloaded is just to show people what i do <laughs> and even like my grandmother like i gave her one of my stickers and she stuck it to her purse and it's like withering away and i'm like do you want another one and she's like, no, it's okay. I like this one. Like it, it's, it shows that I've had it for a while. And I'm like, it's okay. Like I ordered these by like the thousand. You can, we can put another one over. And she's like, no, 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 that one's there. And literally like the, she wears that purse like every day. It helps for, it helps doing something creative. Mm-hmm. It helps having people surrounded with you that are very supportive. Yeah. It just, it, even though you don't you don't need that necessarily, but it just it feels good to know that the people around you and the people that you love unconditionally also love what you do unconditionally. Oh yeah. And they're they're they show some small I mean, whether it's either small or um you know, bigger bigger uh like thoughts into what you're doing, right? Yeah. Like it's they're showing support, like uh, Amber's family is super supportive in whatever she does. And like once they found out that, you know, I do a podcast, they always ask me about it. Yeah. Like we we went to Sinaloa like a few months ago and all her cousins that that's all that they can talk about every time they see me. They're like, Oh, like how's the podcast doing? Like, oh yeah. it, I seen you guys on oh. I watch like you on, guys all the time. I watch you guys oh, all the time. Yeah. Like, or what's the <laughs> other one when we went to the the Mariscos party? They're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm I'm hanging out with celebrities <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But it's it's cool. It feels so great. Yeah. It feels it, so great. And I can only imagine how that yeah. feels with you and your family and oh, yeah. your grandma. Even just going to a show, like someone who just recognizes who I am, I'm like, like I think I mentioned this earlier, I'm like, you know who I am? Isn't what? that weird? Yeah. Is it, isn't it? Uh, I still get weird, not weirded out. It doesn't happen to me much, but yeah. when it does happen, it's just like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. It, it feels good. Like, you're like, someone, 
they pay attention, <laughs> right? You know, or like uh, I even just today, um, you know, because I mentioned I'm from Orange County and we're out in the IE right now. Uh, I took the, took advantage to go meet someone at their job just because I was like, yeah, like they're a fan of mine, and I'm like, and they're working at a coffee shop I like, so I'm like, oh okay, like I'll go ahead and um, swing by. I'm in the area, you know, and I went and after I left, they're like, sorry if I was a little nervous to talk to you, like I was a little starstruck, and I'm like, really? <laughs> You're starstruck with me? Like I've been starstruck, but it's like Danzig. Like I met Danzig backstage one time, and I was like, whoa. Mit, mit, mit. Mr. Danzig, can, can, can I get a picture with you? And he goes, all right, let's do it. Go ahead. <laughs> you know? But like, I'm like, I'm just a guy who takes cool pictures and makes videos. Like, you know, I'm not singing, you know, Twister Kaida, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but so it, it it's definitely like a weird experience. Or like I've had people come in and be like, hey, bro. Like, you know, like the the when you're in high school, you're a rocker, huh, fool? <laughs> they're like hey you're famous huh fool and i'm like uh popular maybe <laughs> i don't know and it's like it's a weird feeling to know that there's people who know about you and pay attention yeah and i think it's also like one of the downsides with social media is like you don't see the other side of people watching your stuff um which i wish there was a way to like solve that like I know there's likes, there's comments and all that, but like, I'll be honest with you, when I'm on like TikTok, I forget to hit like, like, I'm just like, oh, cool. That was a cool video. Next one. Mm. You know, or like, I'll forget to comment. Like, I'm just at that point. I'm like, just fried. I'm like about to go to sleep. Just like. So there's probably more, more. Your reach is probably a lot bigger than you think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I'll go somewhere and like someone will introduce me. They're like, oh, I follow you. And I'm like, you do? Who are you? You know, like I'm like, I'll, I'll go search for them right away. Like uh, at CY Fest just this past Friday, um, there's this band called the Devochkas. They're an all female punk band. They're great. They're like amazing. Uh, they've played the CY Fest two, two years in a row and they haven't played any other shows besides that in like Whoa. years. And I filmed them last year at CY Fest and I started following their singer. And this year she was hanging out just like in the crowd with everybody. And I'm like, I'm so nervous to go talk to her, but I want to do this. And I want to go get a picture of her. And it was just more like starstruck again. You know, like the way I was with Danzig. I'm like, uh, can, can I get a picture of you guys? I'm doing social media for the festival. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, wait, what's your name? And I'm like, Kevin. She's like, oh, I follow you. Let's do this. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a fan of you. You you know me? You know? And she was like, yeah. And she's like, dude, I love how you're on to horror and stuff. I do the same thing. Nice. Blah, blah, blah. You know, she's like, I know, like, the band is just, like, one thing I do on the side. But, like, this is what I really like doing also. Um, and then I was like, dude, I'll be honest with you. I was nervous to come talk to you. And she's like, don't be nervous. Like, come talk to me, like, anytime you want. Like, it's fine. And I'm like, then I realized, like, oh, that's me on the flip side. Yeah. When people come talk to me, I'm like, dude, I'm nobody. Come talk to me. Yeah, that's true, actually. I, I have to remember that. Because when I go to shows and and I see people that are you know they have a big following and i just i get i get i don't know i just i get very i get nervous yeah also like even with the podcasters certain people that i talk to that i get i of course like what we were talking about earlier like you're nervous at first because it's like a first date like it's a blind yeah. date right and uh we swipe left or what what is it on tinder is it left or right i don't know I'm asking you. I've never been on. It's not a. It's not a trick. 
not I've trying never to been ca- on. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyways, <laughs> it's it, right. It's, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like uh, I don't know either because I just like don't even try. <laughs> so it, it's it's something like that, right? And you're nervous at the beginning, but there's some there's some people that you know come into the studio and and we talk and just the ner- nervousness never goes away and you can almost tell like what episodes they are because yeah. i'm just i'm not conversating like yeah. i usually do but when i'm out at shows like i'll tell you this one and i think people know it already like i see trish toledo you know who trish toledo is that name i know the name I, i'm I, I know names but i can never place them until so, someone does it. So she's in the the new way, like the new age soldies genre. Oh yes, that's where I know her from. Yes, yes, yes. And I see her. The last time we seen her was at the McCharmley show when they first launched their LP when it first went on um on digital form. Yeah. And she was at the show, and Amber was like, "Just go." And talk to her. Go say hi. I'm gonna introduce you guys. I was like, no, 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 no. don't fucking do that. Don't yeah. <laughs> do that. But I just I get super starstruck. Oh yeah, it yeah. happens. And you wouldn't believe it, but I'm actually an intro- introvert. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, like people I like think, I don't know. my friends. One time they call me Post Malone from that video. He's like, hell yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> right on, brother. Because they're like, do you do that when people just come say hi to you? Because you don't know what to say, huh? I'm like. Stop reading my mind. <laughs> like it happens. Yeah, it happens. It, it happened to me at uh, uh, and Tijuana at Tijuana Maniac that that show I met. Yeah, uh, I was able to uh, sneak in. Well, sneak sneak in, but um, Amber and I got a uh, got like a uh, like a VIP type of what what would you call it? Like it was a VIP type of section. Yeah, at the bar, right? Yeah. A little bit of better seats. <laughs> and uh, Sparky was there. Sparky is the he's the front man of he's literally Demented Argo, and Demented Argo is one of the founding bands of uh, Psychobilly. Okay, and they're only able to play which in TJ because it's the closest to the United States, and he necessarily cannot go into the United States because of that's a whole other story. But uh, he's there. He's in that section that we're at and I'm passing by him because I'm using the restroom and he's just sitting there alone. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to bug this guy. He's just hanging out. And then I have another voice. This guy's fucked up, bro. He's not going to understand. He's not going to know who the fuck you are. Like, he's not going to even probably remember you. Yeah. So just, you're going to remember that moment for the rest of your life. So I pass by just, you know, solemnly and I say, hey, Sparky, I'm a huge fan. Been a fan for more than 15 years. And I shook his hand. And I don't even think the fucker heard me anyways. (laughs) He just shook my hand. He was just like, he mumbled something. Yeah. This guy was stoned out of out of his mind. He was, he, he seemed trash, but it was cool. I mean, at least I was able to to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, build up the courage to 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 say, "Hey, I'm a huge fan of what you do, and I've been a big fan." So I think from that, like little baby steps, dude. Yeah, little baby steps. We met. Um, uh, what was it Tony from the Rockets at at the show that yeah 
that where I seen you at the band too. Yeah. I discovered them for the first time that night. Did you? Yeah. I've been super fan since I was 15, dude. Like all these bands are coming back and, and playing shows. Yeah. I, I'm ecstatic because 15 years old, I wasn't able to go to the shows because I was always grounded or I wasn't able to go because yeah. of money situation, ride situation. I lived in Whittier. All the shows were happening at the Knitting Factory in oh, yeah. Hollywood. And I, I didn't drive. I was fucking 14, 15 years. Uh, yeah. 14, 15 years old. But now that I can drive, I can do whatever the fuck I want now. Yeah. Uh, now we go out and we get to see those shows and it's more intimate now for yeah. some reason because of the scene is is a lot smaller than what it was like 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. I keep hearing that too. And it's just, it's it's nice. It, yeah. It's kind of nice because it's it's the the fans of the music are still there, right? Yeah. And it's not about fashion. It's not about like Amber was giving me shit because I was wearing my Nikes to the to the uh, the rocket show. When I had my Vans, we we just got back from what what were we doing that day? Do you remember? We went to the Marisco party. Oh yeah, we went to the Marisco's party, okay. and I was in my chanclas, and yeah. I took a picture of my chanclas, and I sent it to my friend that was going to be there. I told her I was like, "Hey, do you think they're going to let me in if I if I'm wearing you know chanclas?" Yeah. yeah. But I ended up finding my Nikes, and I was—I look like a dad, dude. Yeah, honestly, I had a Jimi Hendrix. Uh, what what was a Jimi Hendrix? Uh, yeah, t-shirt, t-shirt, jeans, and like workout shoes. Yeah. Workout shoes, because that's all I had in my <laughs> yeah. car. And I mean, just to like, I wouldn't be called caught dead wearing that. Fifteen years old, I was like, oh, yeah. no, I need to be. Uh, psychability from the from the ground up right yeah but i thought about i was like gives a shit i'm there to see the music yeah right i'm there to to shake hands with the band members and where i was going with this i was able to after the after the show we went back there i i was able to get a rocket shirt and i just told him bro i've been a huge fan you know for 15 years and i'm glad you guys are back i'm glad you guys are playing he's like awesome dude because i'm glad he's like i'm glad to hear that because we played a lot of our older songs like at the beginning of the set which was it was cool because i was only i heard that on my ipod yeah i heard that on a cd fucking 15 years ago oh yeah so it was cool to to hear them live yeah Definitely. I mean, I remember that I had a similar situation with uh, Tiger Army. You know, I growing up, my uncle, he loves Stray Cats, Tiger Army, uh, you know, Social Distortion. That was like his thing growing up. And like, I remember being a kid and listening, you know, like Outlaw Heart, Rose of the Devil's Garden, blah, 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 blah. And then I went to go shoot Ocho Calacas and they were opening for Tiger Army. Whoa. Yeah. And I was like, this is like a dream come true. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, I love Ocho Calacas. They're awesome guys but this is tiger army like i grew up listening to these guys and then after the show the bass player got in touch with me and he's like dude we love your really? photos yeah he's like i love oh, the photos anyway nice. i can get a copy i'm like yeah of course take them i'm like do what you want with them like you can photoshop <laughs> don't even credit me you can just have them like this is awesome <laughs> and he's like cool man and i'm like and i i just threw a little hint out there i'm like i would love to do it again like wink wink and then he's like yeah just let me know next time we're in town i'm like is that easy like 
And I mean, you know, what's the what's the worst that they could say, dude? Yeah, like what's the worst? No, like, yeah, no, or like, oh yeah, maybe, and then they just never tell you, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, but I was just like, dude, like growing up, you know, my entire life, and then there I was in the photo barrier with Nick thirteen, like six feet away from me. It's surreal. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's just surreal, but your choices led you there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the different choices that you were able to make led you to that certain point in time and it's just it sends chills down my spine when i think about that oh yeah so besides your photography you work with a non-profit yeah so um technically i work with two but one's my client and one i'm part of uh my i mentioned my friend before drastic she has uh her non-profit which is helping homeless companions uh they provide food supplies to um animals who are with the unhoused you know, if people do they have a page on Instagram that yeah, we can should, take a look at? It should just be helping homeless companions. Just at helping homeless companions. Helping homeless companions. There you go. Second. Oh, so this is the second. Yeah. Second um, nonprofit that you yeah. work with. So this is my friend. Uh, I do a lot of media for them. Um, there, it's a great organization because you know there's plenty of resources like soup kitchen stuff for the you know the unhoused, but. No one ever thinks, you know, these people have dogs, they have cats, they have companions. And she raises money to, you know, give them the essentials like free grooming, uh, you know, food, treats, leashes. Where is this based out of? They're from Orange County. Orange County? Yeah. So that's one of the, actually my video on the left hand right there. Uh, Down a little bit. Right there. Yeah. Great song yeah. choice, by the way. I'd like to be <laughs> under the sea in octopus's garden in the shade. He'd let us in, knows where we've been in his octopus's garden in the shade. I hope I get you guys copyrighted for this. Hey Maybe. guys, I'm Michelle, founder of Helping Homeless <laughs> Companions. I just want to say thank you all so much for your support and for coming out to the Wetlands and Wildlife Care Center today, um, 729. We were here for a few hours, but we hope to come back and see you next time. We would be warm. Wow. So yeah, so that's the first one. Um, it's a great organization. Uh, she actually asked me, she's like, can you mention us? I'm like, you know, I was going to. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that's, I, I, they're basically like my, my client. I always, whenever they have events, I just do what I can. Um, and then the other nonprofit that I'm actually a part of is nothingmag.tv. Um, and that's a, Amber, can you go to that, um, that, that page? Oh yeah. The link. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It's on his, uh, bio and yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Got it. Nothingmag.tv. There we go. Yeah, and so cool. we're, it's essentially, we're a collective of artists that support artists. You know, we're writers, photographers, videographers who cover the local scene. So we, you know, a lot of our stuff is indie indie music just because a lot of our members are fans. But, you know, we do punk, I, I do punk rock. There's my photos of addicts right there. Um, you know, and I've shot, like, that's actually how I know about 3LH. We've worked with them before and that's where I discovered them and stuff. Um and yeah, it's literally just artists supporting artists at the end of the day. I like that, dude. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we need to support each other like we were talking about earlier, dude. 
There's not enough of that. Yeah. Right? There needs to be. Yeah. So it's it's like I, it's literally like what I was talking about, that symbiotic relationship, like artists supporting artists, you know? Like we help the bands get big and then, you know, they get us into the bigger shows. Like that's awesome, you know? And so, uh, one last thing to point out before I cut you off, but uh, we do a festival every year. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Like yeah. what, what's that festival about? Tell me about that. Uh, we just book... Basically, everyone on the team books their favorite bands that are in the local scene, and we just do a big festival. We get independent vendors to come in and, uh, you know, sell their stuff, and we just it's just a, a party for everybody. And uh, this year we're doing it October twenty first, um, and it's gonna be Halloween themed. Ooh, yeah. yeah, we've done a couple Halloween shows, but this one I love it when it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, everyone's in costume and stuff. I'm probably gonna show up as Herman Munster again. Nice. It's awesome. Again? Yeah, I did it last year. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did a uh, Hot Rod Herman when he had like the like the leather jacket. The skull. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and it had to be humid and rainy that day, and it just melted off. Ooh, it was it was cool. It was punk rock Herman. Punk rock Herman. Yeah, there we go. So, where do you get your your love for horror, dude? Like you mentioned it earlier before. So it's weird because uh, another thing I think really led to me being a videographer is my dad raised me on movies. And the one genre of movies he does not care for are horror movies. And that's the one I fell in love with. Like growing up, because, you know, my, my parents are separated. I'd see my dad every other weekend. He, he would pick me up. And we'd go immediately to like Blockbuster or Target Target, or, you know, whatever. And he'd, we'd pick up a couple movies. I'm like, we're going to watch all three of these this weekend. So like this weekend, we're going to watch Saving Private Ryan, Forrest Gump, and you pick one. And I'm like, oh, The Mask. And, you know, I'm like eight years old. And I'm watching Saving Private Ryan, you know, but he's like, you got to watch these movies. Like, these are the movies you got to watch. Yeah. So growing up, my dad showed me every movie you can think of, like all the important ones, right? Like, like I, he loved war movies and history movies. So like, you know, uh, Braveheart, Master and Commander, Platoon, all those like movies. He liked some like sci-fi, like he liked, you know, Predator. He didn't like Alien. It was weird. He liked Predator. I mean, he liked Alien and he liked Alien versus Predator. No, I'm getting this wrong. He liked Predator. He liked Alien versus Predator, but he hated Alien. He's like, it's too gory. I don't like it. And I'm like, okay. So, so Journey Reaver is a tough uh, actress to like. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So my dad was just like, <laughs> I, I just don't like gore. I just don't like, like, I, I don't want to think about that, you know? So I'm like, okay. And then, so I grew up knowing almost every movie except horror. And all my all my friends, you know, we're Latinos. They they watched The Exorcist when they were like five years old. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, I remember that scene in The Exorcist." And I'm like, "No, that's cool." And then, I never watched yeah. them yeah. either. And my mom, she worked at a video store in the. We're 80s. gonna be best friends. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom wa- worked at a video store in the 80s, and oh, she's like, cool. "She's like, I've seen all those movies. I don't want to watch them again." <laughs> so growing up, I never got to watch horror movies because my mom didn't want to watch repeats. My dad uh-huh. didn't like them. When I turned about 12, 13, my friends were like, oh, yeah, let's go watch, uh, you know, the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm like, cool. And they're like, yeah, I remember the first movie when they did this? And I'm like, yeah, yes. I, <laughs> I remember all of it, yes. <laughs> and, you know, we'd watch it and I'd be scared because I'm like, it's like when you're a little kid scared of horror movies. I never had that experience. So it was like 12, 13. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh. I'm going to freak out. And... I don't know. I think just over the years, like I started getting into it. I started watching things. And then when I was in film school, they, they, our first class, the history of introduction to film, they showed us like the original Nosferatu, the original Frankenstein. And I'm like, this is really cool. 
and I like I mentioned, Frankenstein was a part of like my intro into film. So I'm like, this is cool. Like I want to start. Like I need to catch up. Like I know everything about every other genre of movie besides horror and most of the sci-fi. So I go in there and I start watching, you know, Halloween. You know, I I binge watched the entire franchise of Halloween in a weekend. Cause I'm like, I need to catch up. Like, I don't know what I'm talking mm. about. And I'm over here like acting like I do, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, I went and watched all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. All, and I just was like, this is an amazing movie, like cinema. Yeah. And then what I boil it down to is Quentin Tarantino said, he's like, horror movies, the genre of horror is the only genre where cinema takes precedent over story. He's like, you could have the cheesiest story, horror movie story ever. And most of them are really cheesy. If you think about like, you know, how dumb some of like the survivors are. And as long as it gets a good scare out of you, you love that movie. Or as long as they have like a good villain, you love that movie. So I think that kind of is another thing that kind of inspired me as a videographer is like, this is really good cinema. And I just like fell in love with all the characters. And I love, you know, everything to do with horror and even music too like my favorite one of my favorite bands of all time is the misfits and then it led me down the road to blitz kid which is another horror punk band calibries which i'm actually lucky to shoot in two weeks but uh, oh that's right yeah. what are they playing uh they're playing two shows they're playing in la catch one and then house of blues in anaheim they're playing with the returners right Wh- yeah. which which state is that do you know I forget exactly. I want to. I want to see the Returners. Yeah. I've seen the Calibri's, but it's been like years yeah. since I've seen them. I've never, I've never had a chance to go see them, so I'm like, I'm they're not, awesome, yeah. dude. They're awesome, fucking life. But this was like, like ten, fifteen years ago yeah. that I seen them. Uh, but I want to see the Returners. The Returners are a really good band yeah. too. I really want to see the Wraith too. Yeah, they're like a death rock uh, LA hmm. band. They're they're just coming back. Um, yeah, they're they're amazing. So, like, it led me down this journey where I was like, I just love this genre and it's yeah. weird because that's the genre i was least exposed to like i almost feel like maybe because i didn't get to watch it as a child i just like overcompensated and i'm just stuck there like i just yeah. love horror movies in general it's 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 uh like one of my favorite things in this world like my favorite bands are like ghost misfits blitz kid calibris um and i don't know it's just uh i guess i'm uh spooky basic so the the horror the horror movies came first before the uh horror punk bands did uh i started listening to misfits first yeah but then the horror movies kicked in and then i mm. like went you're like oh my god there's a whole subgenre of yeah. punk rock and yeah. with horror and blood and guts yeah. and scary people <laughs> yeah. with music that's yeah. fucking amazing yeah. that's what happened to my brain when i first heard the misfits dude oh yeah so let me ask you so, uh, since we're on the Misfits uh, talk, mm-hmm. who's your favorite singer? Is it Glenn or is it uh, Michael? Ooh. Or there's a third guy, right? Uh, I, Jerry, he's the bass player. Gotcha. So, when I first got into Misfits, I liked Michael. Because mm-hmm. that's what I heard. My first songs were like Dig Up Her Bones, American Psycho Scream. Yeah, all the famous yeah. monsters. And then, because I, I started with metal before punk. And it was that kind of like a metal sound. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's like melodic metal. Right. Um. And then as I started getting older, like I would visit the dancing stuff. I'm like, oh, it sounds too rough. It sounds too like unpolished. Like the, the recordings are old and mm-hmm. kind of like gritty. But I think over time, my taste changed to the point where I'm like, that makes sense. Dancing is better. And then uh, not to be part of a controversy or anything, but he did come out recently as being a proud boy. Michael Graves, not from Danzig. And he was like, Michael Graves did? Yeah. Oh, 
that's right. Yeah. My friend Alan Torres was telling me about that. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I used to defend you so much to my friends because they're like, that is right. Michael Graves sucks. Like, Danzig's better. And I was like, no, he's still good. They're both good, you know? And I was like, okay, this guy. Like, but he flat out came out yeah, as he, a proud boy? Yeah. He posted on his Instagram. And Whoa. Everything. So I was like, you know what? As much as I love Saturday Night, as much as I love, you know, Dig Up Her Bones, I'm Dang. like, I'm, I, I can't listen to it the same anymore. I know he was telling me about something like that, but I didn't know it was like flat out. Hey, I'm yeah. I'm a proud boy. Yeah, it, I it was it was like the most like heartbreaking, disappointing part to my life. Jeez. But luckily, Three LH covered Saturday Night, so I got that version. <laughs> they do? <laughs> yeah, they have they have a Saturday Night cover. Oh, sweet! And it's actually pretty damn good. It's fire. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's they took it. <laughs> is that what are the yeah? Is that what the kids are saying? The it's it's lit. Say, it's lit. It's lit. It's lit AF. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a they they took it and made it their own. And it was awesome. So at least I got that. But yeah, and then I've met Danzig backstage. Like I said, he was yeah. He's got a, he's got a personality to him. He's a, he's a little gritty, but uh, you know, it's part of the experience. My friends are like, yeah, dude, you met Spooky Elvis. How cool is that? And I'm like, yeah, I know Spooky it was awesome. Elvis. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Like Danzig. Like I saw Misfits this summer in Arizona, and I was like literally flashing the picture to my friends. I'm like, dude, look. I got a picture with him. Like people around me, they're like, "That's great, dude. We're trying to watch." <laughs> we like, almost seen them in Vegas on uh, New Year's. Oh wow! Almost did. We we had the tickets right there in the cart, ready to go. But we just were like, "Yeah, we pulled the plug on it." Yeah. But uh, that's definitely on my list for oh, us to it, go see. It's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with with Danzig, right? Yeah. Like he he's playing with him. Yeah. So it's Danzig, Jerry, and Doyle. They like the three originals minus the drummer so yeah yeah do you like books at all do you listen to audiobooks i'm really trying to get into books i actually yeah. like have been trying to get into like reading like the old frankenstein book Dracula, okay. edgar Allan poe um hp lovecraft i just don't have the attention span to sit down and read unfortunately so try it try an audiobook for sure okay. yeah yeah um since you are very interested in horror and and uh film yeah listen to women's and what is it can you pull it up amber um, chainsaw women. Chain, women and chainsaws oh, okay and this book is about uh film history and why we americans love horror movies okay and i think you would benefit that because a benefit from this book because of your your film background and plus your love for horror. Oh yeah, yeah, men, women, and chainsaws. Okay. Men, there we go. women, and chainsaws. I'm gonna learn about myself. But it, it also okay. it also speaks on how um, gen. Yeah, there we go. Oh yeah. Where where does it say? Right there, men, women, and gender, gender and modern, modern horror film. Yeah. Yeah. So it it says like how how women are um, in horror films. You know, we're always like killed, or they're always like having sex or slutty or something yeah. to kind of um, infer that they um, deserved, right? What happened, the slashing, the things like that. Yeah. So it's it's a pretty cool book. I mean, it doesn't only just touch on like, you know, our fascination for it. It, it dives deep into also like male misogyny and, you know, like things like that. Like it's, it's pretty cool, actually. Another really good one is... Do you um I can't think of it on top of my head, I'll look for it right now. But did you know that the creature from um the Black Lagoon, it was actually um a character made 
a, a woman made the character? Oh yeah, I think same with uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, Mary yeah. Shelley. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, and and um, her role or her thing got like pushed, like to the side, and then there was this guy that came and he was like, "I'm the one that did it," and he's the one that got all the credit for it. So there's this book. Dang. Um, okay. I'll, I'll look it up right now. I can't think of it on the top of my head. Um, but it's really good too, and it talks about like her life story and kind of how that kind of came in fruition. It's cool. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like. I was at Barnes and Noble the other day, and I just was like, I'm gonna look for the horror books. Yeah, and I picked up one. It was like, uh, like the best monsters in film history. And I was just sitting there. I read the entire book in the store, and I was like, well, I want this, but I'll come back for it. <laughs> there you like, go. I'm like, I, I read it. I want this on my bookshelf, but use I'll it as a library. It. Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, like. Uh, anything and I'm an audio nerd. Yeah, and audiobooks have really changed my life because you can do anything while yeah. listening to an audiobook. Like I'm listening to like three different audiobooks in this exact moment. Like, yeah, I'm I'm at the bank and I'm listening to to an audio book, and then on the drive back home or on the drive back to the office, I'm listening to a different podcast or a different audiobook. I just it. It's amazing. It'll, it'll change your life, dude. Oh, yeah. But check out this one if you're if you're interested. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm, 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 tell I'm, me what you think. I haven't yeah. finished it. Sorry, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a friend of our uh, Ian Ian Fisher. Sure. He's a film director and also he's a, a film teacher, and he he suggested this book because he he's another guy that uh, we we like to sit down and just talk film and he's cinema like and so knowledgeable it's nuts yeah but he he suggested this book we still haven't finished it because of our add with audiobooks but yeah this one's kind of um, hard to <laughs> this one was hard to be in the car in the morning for it to be our morning read i yeah. think yeah. is when it was hard it should be like our night yeah time like if read. i'm when i'm cooking or something mm-hmm. like that yeah, because we were we were in the car, and it was like morning. You're tired. You're on your way to work, and then we're thinking of like, okay, what do I have to do today? What do I have to do this? And then the audiobook's just kind of in the back. But yeah, there's there's different times and different places and different books for you to read. Another really good one. It's called um, Mexican Gothic. Have you heard of it? No, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's called Mexican Gothic, and it's written. Um, by a Mexican um, author. Um, I already know it's good then. Yeah, it's and it's really good. Like uh, all of her books are really good, but I really enjoyed that one. It's like it's not like scary, scary, but it's suspenseful. Um, yeah. There's another one called um, Flesh, and it's also by a Latina um, author. That one's freaking cool. That one creeped me out. I think I just found my new obsession. Yes. There you go. I agree. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a list. We'll All give you a right, whole please, list. Yes. <laughs> so when you're editing your photos, you can listen to an audio oh, book yeah, or something. Yeah. What do you usually do when you're when you're editing? Um, you listening to music? Yeah, it's either music or I, I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh um, oh, okay. Like I'll like it, it's actually pretty much like like internet, like podcasts, like uh like news or whatever. Like I like hearing like, oh, like weekly wild news or um, you know, I like I literally watch video essays on movies. Like they'll be like, so you know, in American Psycho, when he says, you know, he uses this font and oh, like they'll really break it down. I'm like, I didn't think about it. That. Like while well, I'm editing, or even sometimes like 
if I'm editing like for a specific band, I'll listen to their music to get that vibe. Ooh. Like with 3LH, like I, I put here's Johnny into the video. So like I was like, okay, we're gonna use like orange lighting and like red, like red rum, you know. Um, you know, stuff like that. And it's just it's uh like I feel like I ha- like I have to get into like a state of mind. Right. To like really like get in deep into it. Method photography. Pretty much, yeah. Method videography. Yeah. Right. Either that or if I'm just slacking off, it's you know, like YouTube you or, yeah. Well you can also listen to uh the mind buzz now. Oh yeah, definitely. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's what I was doing. I, I wish I would have had that when uh, I was editing the McSharmers video. There you go. Well uh on the your next thing yeah. that you're editing. I'm actually gonna see McCharmley's on the ninth, which okay. is a couple of days from now, yeah. On Saturday. Yeah. Oh they're, okay. they're playing near me, so I'm gonna go check them out. They're also playing they're doing a uh record release. Uh, oh, yeah, I yeah. think uh, on the, what was it, the 15th yeah. of September at the Paramount. So okay. I'll, we will be there. Amber and There's I will so be there. so many events I know. and so little time. Like yeah. this entire month is like, I have to pick every weekend. I'm like, okay, it's A or B. A I want to like clone myself yeah. and then yeah. one version of myself just you stays go- home and relaxes. <laughs> there you go. And then the other version of myself goes out of You parties. go here, yeah. you go there. Uh, I'm going to put you on an Uber to the Michelada Rumble <laughs> yeah. this weekend. But there's also some. Yeah. And that's another thing too. Like when, when, when your repertoire and your list of people is growing. Yeah. Because we have a lot of creators and a lot of artists and a lot of people that are in bands like on the podcast yeah and we want to support each and every one to our best capability but sometimes now that our list is growing our our community is growing yeah it's hard to go to everybody's thing because they're always they're they're growing as well yeah and their their shows here on this date and it, it conflicts with them but what i would like to do i like it when all of them are playing like on one night, yeah. which is that it helps out a lot. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. I need you guys to work on that and yeah. and and uh, you oh, know, yeah. Collab- yeah. Col- just collaborate together. I need I'll all throw, of you guys. I'll throw yeah. all my favorite food uh, trucks there too. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> I mean for like a, a quick minute there, pre-COVID, I was actually starting to put together shows just to shoot all the bands I liked at once. Yeah. And I did about two shows and realized this is too stressful, man. I just rather just go to the show and have fun. <laughs> but yeah, that was my like big idea. I'm like, I'm gonna book all these bands together so they're all in one place so I can shoot them all like in there one spot. And yeah, it was just after two, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not cut out for this. Nope. <laughs> uh-uh. Too stressful. Let's just uh, yeah, let's just move on. Like it's crazy. It's yeah. it's one thing to go to an event and experience it, but at least now you know how much work goes into doing something like that right oh yeah especially like even with our our festival for nothing mag like it's like 20 people all hands on deck doing different things you know before during and after there's a newfound uh appreciation oh yeah for what you do right yeah or the place that you go yeah and like i'm always like uh you know like I, i see things from the band's point of view i see things from the promoter's point of view yeah i see things from the you know casual enjoyers like the attendance point of view and it's it, it's a whole process but it's it's like every show there's a lot of work that goes into it and you know even like i used to complain like oh i have to go from like there's been times where i've shot two shows in one night like i'll go shoot, Whoa. i'll shoot one band and then get in my car go to uh, another play another venue get in go shoot the other band 
And I'm just like, oh, it's so much work. But I'm like, nah, it's actually pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy, but it's also rewarding at the yeah. end of the night. Oh, yeah. Knowing that you first thought that this was an impossible thing to do, but now that you, uh, now that you got it accomplished, like it yeah. feels great because you accomplished something that you once thought that was like nowhere near to, you know, to to be reachable. Oh yeah, definitely. What what is, what is it? Oh, you found it. I found it. Ooh, ooh, that's what I like. Thank you. It's I'm called the Lady from the Black Lagoon. It says Hollywood Monsters and the Lost Legacy of Millicent Patrick. Ooh, so her name okay. is Millicent Patrick. Mm. It's there really you go. Good, actually, see. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to add that to my list. Add it to the list for sure. I'm Kevin. just gonna open a, a bookstore, so yeah. I'm gonna throw that out there. <laughs> We we we've talked about this on the podcast before. We want to do like a mind buzz book club type oh, yeah. of thing That'd be, because be we all Amber and I we're we're nerds. Like yeah. we're uh, I'm an audio nerd. Where I'm a book bum as well. She loves books. I'm a bum. I'm a bum in general. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, it's something we we thought about. So if you guys want to see that. Text Amber. Don't text me because text she's going to be the manager of. Uh, I got too many things on my plate. Just kidding. <laughs> but Kevin, thanks for coming out. Yes, and thank you for having me. Doing this, we got to do this again, bro. Yeah, definitely. Dude, I love out, this. Dude. Thank you. So tell us where we can find you and what you got coming up. All right. So um, as you guys can see, my Instagram is camera guy Kev. You can see all my shenanigans. With a K. Yeah. So uh, camera guy with a K. Um, and you can see all my shenanigans there from bass playing to the random things I get into to portraits, photography, videography, events. Um, my band is going to be playing a couple shows pretty soon. We didn't get to talk about it, but I, oh, yeah, right. we're playing uh, September 30th. We're playing Nothing Fest. I got us into that. Woo. Uh, October 14th. And then I believe we're, oh, no, that's October 21st. And we're playing a show before that, October 14th. Uh, Check out nothingmag.tv. Check out home, Helping Homeless Companions. And check out all the cool shit I get into. Like, And check out the Mindbus podcast more than anything. <laughs> awesome. Hey. So all the links to Kevin's stuff are going to be down in the show description. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, like, and comment. All that cool stuff. And leave some stars on Spotify. And especially about this podcast episode, you can go on Spotify and tell us what you thought of the podcast on YouTube and also on Spotify and check out the links definitely from Kevin, please. And give him a follow. Nice. Do we have anything yeah. coming up? Amber um, on our side of the see, world. Just kidding. Get in your fridge. No, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a big thing. Man. I'm like <laughs> so devastated. I was okay though. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, we're going to get more details on... The new fridge. The new... <laughs> Just kidding. Jeez. I'm trying to plug in My Grito's uh, third oh, yeah. annual event that they're going to have at Hello Stranger in downtown LA. Yes. And Amber's going to be there signing autographs. So fundraise for any fridge. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have our QR code out there. Help us get a new fridge for the studio. I'm not saying anything. I'm there to enjoy myself. Sign babies and shake hands. Kiss babies and shake hands. <laughs> I'll be shaking babies and signing hands. Signing hands. <laughs>
Peace out. Peace. too. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mind Buzz podcast. Subscribe to the Mind Buzz YouTube channel and watch full podcast episodes. Keep up with the hosts, guests, and upcoming events by following the Mind Buzz on Instagram at the Mind Buzz. See you on the next one.